Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Social Media Examiner. We believe that with smart marketing, you can compete with the largest players in your industry. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'll be joined by Giselle Ugardi, and we're going to talk about how to create TikTok videos that connect with your audience. If you've always wanted to get into TikTok, but you're like, man, I, I don't know how to create those kind of videos that worked really well. Well, you're going to absolutely love this episode. By the way, I'm at Stelzner on Instagram. And if you're new to this podcast, be sure to follow this show so you do not miss any of our future content. Are you a marketer or entrepreneur expected to be everywhere and do everything while growing revenue for your company or clients? Email, social media, customer service. They're all screaming for your attention, but there's only so much you can do. There's got to be a better way. What if you could automate your end-to-end customer experience? Would you be open to change? Your solution is Active Campaign, the email marketing, marketing automation, CRM, and customer support solution that creates incredible customer experiences. Active Campaign helps businesses grow by automating important tasks. Here's how it works. Number one, pre-built automations. Active Campaign simplifies email follow-up, cart abandonment reminders, gated content delivery, and much more with hundreds of free built-in automations. Number two, machine learning. Active Campaign's AI system predicts the best time to send emails that get opened and clicked, and it reveals prospects that are most likely to turn into customers. Number three, extensive integrations. Active Campaign works flawlessly with Salesforce, Shopify, WooCommerce, Facebook, Google Analytics, and hundreds of popular software platforms. Isn't it time you stop working so hard? Let go of all of your other marketing tools and invest in a platform that actually works for you. Start your free 14-day trial by visiting activecampaign.com slash SME. Again, visit activecampaign.com slash SME. You support this show by checking out our sponsors. And now for this week's interview with Giselle Ugardi. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Giselle Ugardi. If you don't know who Giselle is, she's an online performance coach that specializes in TikTok. 
Her company is Action Forward, an agency and consultancy that helps small businesses confidently show up on camera. Her course is TikTok Mastery. Giselle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Been a fan of yours for a long time and I'm excited to have this conversation. Well, I'm really excited to talk to you. We're going to explore TikTok video and really how to create them in such a way that it's going to help a business. But before we go there, I would love to hear your backstory. How the heck did you get into TikTok? Start wherever you want to start. I actually downloaded and deleted TikTok three times before the light bulb went off for me. Ah. Like, Many of you who are listening, I'm sure that you heard our Lord and Savior, Gary Vaynerchuk, talking about TikTok so very long ago, and I did as well. And I had also heard the likes of Rachel Hollis and Kevin Hart and and different people who I admired as business owners on this platform. But every single time that I would get on it, I'd be like, what the heck are you talking about? I, I don't understand this. And so I would put it away or delete it, but then I'd hear about it again, download it again, It took that third time to where I spent enough time on the platform to go, oh, this is what they were talking about. Because here's the thing, you log into TikTok and if you've never been on TikTok, then I'm going to break it down. If you have, then please give me a moment to, to give you a TikTok 101. So you log in and you are presented with two different feeds. You have your following feed, which is the people who you follow. And then you have the for you feed, which is your default feed. So it's what usually opens up when you open up the app and it is quite literally customized for you. However, if you are brand new to TikTok, TikTok doesn't know you yet. It doesn't know your habits and your preferences. It doesn't know who you like and who you follow because maybe you haven't followed or liked anybody yet. And so it will intentionally give you this sloppy smorgasbord of recommendations that are contrastly different from industry to age to location because it wants to figure out who you are. However, once it figure out who you are, y'all, it can read your soul. And you end up getting (laughs) content that is so targeted to you that the average person would call creepy. However, this is a podcast for marketers. So you know, (laughs) this is a gold mine. And this is also convenience for being able to target your perfect person. And so all of a sudden, I'm being recommended content that is exactly for me in that season of life, what I'm going through. And I like to tell people that, listen, It's not just based upon who you like and who you follow. You could actually go through TikTok and not like or follow anyone and just simply scroll through that for you page. But what it's doing is it's paying attention to who you're consuming and for how long, because you'll notice that there are definitely pieces of content for you that you're spending a lot of time on, though you would never want to publicly acknowledge that you enjoy. And so what I like to tell people is that what ends up happening is that TikTok might start to get to know you better than some of your closest friends and family. It will know if you are gay, if you've never come out before. It will know how you voted, even if you didn't tell anybody. It will know that you are about to go through a breakup, even if you haven't said those words. It knows all of those things based upon how the algorithm is paying attention to your habits on and off the platform and also your location as well. And so when I began to understand that, 
along with what I'm sure we're going to dive into for this conversation, that is when I realized, oh my goodness, there is so much potential on this platform. And I wish everybody to get in on the goodness that is TikTok. And no, you don't have to dance. (laughs) When did you finally decide to not delete it? How long ago was that? You know, your third install. I recall it was actually over the holidays, December 2020, because also like a lot of you, I had a hard time disconnecting when I was given my holiday time off. And so my way of tricking myself into not working was exploring this brand new platform. And I remember going into it thinking, well, I'm going to play around on it, but I'm not going to create on it. (laughs) And that very quickly was also diminished because What ends up happening, again, and this is also a reason why people love TikTok, you look at Nielsen actually did a report last year where they found that the majority of people who took this survey felt better about themselves after spending time on TikTok versus other platforms that made them feel worse. So what you'll find with the way that the algorithm recommends content to you is that you will start to feel seen and heard in a much different way than perhaps even people in real life might make you feel seen and heard as a friend or as a colleague or as a marketer for that matter. And when that happens, two things, that along with this false sense of anonymity is what I like to call it, false sense of anonymity. And what I mean by that is you could probably go to your friends and ask them, you know, how many of you were on TikTok? And it's possible that no one would raise their hands. Or maybe a few might start to raise their hands now because there are 2 billion plus people on the platform. But you could say, how many of you create content on TikTok? And probably not unless you're in a creator community. (laughs) You know, not a lot of people would raise their hands. So what does that do? Well, if you think about every other platform that we've been on since some of you since before college, some of you, you know, for over a decade, Facebook, Instagram, the likes of that, you you have everyone and their mom who has been following you for as long as you have been on that platform. They've been all up in your business and there's no way of starting fresh without feeling judged or like your whole world is watching you. With TikTok, even though you have the potential to go viral and quickly, there is this sense of, well, No one I know is going to see this. Nobody is following me. I'm starting completely fresh, kind of like a new school or a new city. And so when you put those two things together where you have this environment that all of a sudden makes you feel comfortable, and then also this environment that makes you feel like you can start brand new, the creator that comes out, the creativity juices that start to flow, the things that you want to try when you think that no one is watching, and then the belonging that happens when people start to do that, it really is where that magic happens. And as I like to say, you know, it's not a secret. It's not an algorithm. It's not a hashtag. It's just simply the fact that people have been craving human connection long before social distancing was a way of our world. And here is a place where you can experience that human connection and quickly because of how content is recommended and because you can maximize that familiarity that we try so hard to do in advertising, but in a very organic way. And that is the magic behind TikTok. And yes, I just went that deep, but because that really is how deep it is without us even knowing it. Giselle, what were you doing before you found TikTok? Like, what was your career path? You know, were you a marketer? Give us a little bit of that story. 
Absolutely. And it's funny that you say that because I didn't really think about it until just now, but TikTok actually did change my life and it did end up changing my career. I was the director of marketing and communications at an advertising agency. Before that, I was the digital branding manager and actually a morning show co-host at a top radio station in the Midwest. And then before that, I actually had a television career where I was on air doing entertainment news. And so in some senses, it's kind of crazy to think that those experiences compiled to this. But what's funny is that my TV career actually started accidentally when no one would hire me out of college, despite going to a top journalism school. I was too green. And so I decided to take matters into my own hands, learn how to use a camera and edit. And I put videos on this tiny little platform called YouTube. (laughs) Again, kind of funny again. And this is where you can see the parallels. And this is also why I was so successful and quickly on TikTok is I put videos up on YouTube thinking that no one would see them. It was this brand new platform. Uh, Google did not own it at the time. Influencer was not a job title. Everyone and their mom did not have a blog. I had to explain to people what YouTube was. But again, like it is identical, the experiences here. It opened me up to a world of these extraordinarily average teenagers, you know, 16, 17 year olds who had hundreds of thousands, if not millions of subscribers and nobody was talking about it. And that was a moment in my time and career where I thought, why are people not talking about this? Why are brands not using this? Why are our TV stations not using this? This is the way of the future. And so Part of how my career actually began was not by having 100,000 or a million subscribers on this platform, but really paying attention to what were these extraordinarily average teenagers doing that was working so well. And I was using the platform to get me to my end goal of wanting to be on television. I used this platform to get my foot in the door to work with brands, to work with TV stations, and that's what ended up happening. I was one of the first real-life faces for CoverGirl Cosmetics. I think you can still see my face on proactive vending machines. I was one of the youngest correspondents for the Today Show Australia, all because of this little platform and my deep understanding of YouTube, but most importantly, how you can connect with people through digital film. And so we're seeing this now in TikTok where it's nothing new. Like, yes, okay, it has this algorithm that is incredible, but ultimately TikTok did not create virality. Virality happens because someone sees a piece of content and they either see someone who they love in that content, they see themselves in that content, or they see someone who they aspire to be in that content. And then they want to share it or save it and watch it over and over and over again and and be best friends with that person. With TikTok though, it's just rather than you having it be formulated by search, like YouTube, TikTok is formulated by recommendation. But with that recommendation, you have no choice but to connect that big word there, connect. You don't have 60 seconds or 30 seconds or three seconds for a view. You need to catch someone in that first frame. If you do not hook either with your voice, with your first words, with a headline, with audio in that first frame, you're going to keep scrolling 
And so that's also why I love it is because when you start creating on that platform, you're forced to have to learn what grabs people's attention. And when you figure that out, I like to say, listen, short form video is the way of the future. We're seeing it everywhere now. We're seeing it with Instagram reels. We're seeing it with YouTube shorts. Even LinkedIn is stepping in in the creator economy. We're seeing stories everywhere now on every single platform, like actually every single one. But you need to understand how you can grip that attention and that trust immediately. And if you can do it on TikTok, you will be able to do it anywhere. So if you want to experiment, if you can crack that code, you will be able to succeed on every other platform. Okay. So you got a journalism degree. You tried to get into traditional television, didn't really work out, went down the YouTube path. Ultimately, it opened up doors for you. And then in December of 2020, you discovered TikTok and that changed everything for you. Bring us up to the present. Like, tell us, what are you doing now? Absolutely. With TikTok, you know, I had always had a coaching part of what I was doing. I am a a certified high performance coach. I had always had an advertising and a marketing part to what I was doing and a forward facing on camera piece of it. But what ended up happening was all of a sudden I was being exposed to people who I otherwise never would have been able to shake hands with in real life, especially (laughs) in the year that was 2021. Pandemic, yeah. And by the way, now that I'm getting my dates fixed, I realized it was actually December 2019 that I stumbled across TikTok. Okay, good. So that being said, you know, it was impossible to to shake hands in the year that was 2020 and not to go off on a tangent. But what's funny is that one of my first most viral videos was all about hand hugs that did not age well Uh, (laughs) at all. (laughs) But what ended up happening was all of a sudden I'm creating this content that is part mindset, part marketing, part motivation. And people who I never would have met in real life were all of a sudden seeing me as their hype woman or seeing me as their coach or seeing me as their teacher. The likes of Melissa Urban, the CEO of Whole30, and even different celebrities who I never would have imagined meeting. And and all of a sudden, I'm, I'm getting invitations even from TikTok, to come in and speak to their team and train their top creators on how you can create better video content, how you can connect, how you can monetize and work with brands. Something that I had been doing for 10 plus years out of my career and also had been working on influencer campaigns with the advertising and marketing part of my career in the agency space. And so all of a sudden I go from being mostly off camera at this advertising agency to all of a sudden pulling myself out and being forward facing again and and getting opportunities that I maybe thought about in the back of my mind, but all of a sudden it elevated me as a thought leader. And so for any of you small businesses who you're working with people or teams or business owners who want to do more than just maybe it's product focus, one thing about TikTok is it can very quickly not only get you to connect, get you to be more concise with your story, get you to share the story and the message of what you're doing, but it can elevate you from creator or business owner to thought leader in your space in the way that you can very quickly become an authority figure with the power of short form vertical video. And in a much deeper sense, because here it doesn't feel like you're watching someone who is untouchable and so far away. Instead, it feels like you're having a face 
FaceTime phone conversation with them if you're doing it right. And that's how you develop the relationship with the masses. So I ended up having courses and email opt-ins, coaching opportunities. My schedule was booking up, having these product launches that previously I had no idea where to start. All of a sudden I'm having, in some cases, hundreds, if not thousands of email opt-ins per day, just because one of my videos took off. And I think it's also important to acknowledge I don't have a million followers still to this day. I'm still sitting at about 130,000. And yet, quality over quantity every single time, TikTok is wanting to work with me. TikTok named me one of the top 100 women to watch on the platform. Even with less than that, I very much establish boundaries. I'm not the type of person who says post every single day and all day and follow all the trends. I'm pretty much the anti that. You could say, oh, but Giselle, you'd grow so much faster if you did. Sure. But I don't know if I would have my mental stability if I did. And how wonderful that I have the clarity of where I then took my business, where I eventually parted ways with the agency, knowing that instead I saw this demand of more forward-facing leadership needing to learn how to put themselves comfortably and confidently on video because this is the way of the future, no matter what industry you're in. And so seeing the demand for that and wanting to put more intention to that. And also the challenge of, you know, I started to work so much with businesses and brands and product. The challenge was the hardest brands to humanize are humans. I'll say that again, the hardest brands to humanize are humans. It is a beautiful and wonderful miracle to witness helping someone to unlearn and find themselves and tell their stories beyond just the work and the doing, but instead the being and the seeing. And so that's where Action Forward was born in the beginning of 2021 and how TikTok has very much helped that to grow and something that I'm so excited and passionate about to put more time into for the years to come and the TikTok content to come. So let's zoom in on how to create videos that really do connect with people. You and I talked before this interview and you said one of the first things really is to think about your profile. So what do we need to know about our profiles? Talk to us. Absolutely. So something that you might not know about TikTok is that not only can your video go viral, but your comments can go viral as well. You might think that your first impression is your video, when in actuality, your first impression could very well be a comment. And so with that, you want to make sure three things, at the very least, three things. You want to make sure that your profile name and username are lined up. And the differences between that is your profile name is what shows up at the top of your profile. Your username is what shows up after that at symbol. And that little at symbol is what shows up anytime that you leave a comment or anytime that you make a video. When you first sign up for TikTok, some people don't even realize this. In fact, I just had a client the other day. She has over 500,000 followers and did not know this. So TikTok will auto-generate a username for you. Usually it is something to the effect of user 69753 whatever, Uh, or it'll be a variation of your name with a number. So you want to make sure that you take ownership of your username so that you're as easy to find as possible. Ideally, this is your first and last name, unless you're actually representing a brand or a business or a product, then of course you want it to be the business name. Can you put a space? You probably can't put a space, right? You have to put a dash or something like that or underline or something. Or a period if you can't find it, right? It took me, I had no idea, but there are apparently like over a dozen Giselle Ugardis in the world. It took me over a year to finally claim Giselle.Ugardi. <laughs> ah, can you change your username over and over or, or do you have to get it right out of the gate? 
talk to me you about have that. To get it right out of the gate. And then once you choose one, you have 30 days that you have to sit with it before you can change it again. But the nice thing is, is that for whatever reason, if you do change it, your old content or your old comments will automatically change and old tags will forward to your new username, which isn't the case when it comes to Instagram. So at least you have that to, to think about. What about the profile name? Can that be changed? Your profile name, you can change as often as you want. And with that one, similar to say an Instagram, you can also get a little SEO funsies with it. So if you have some extra space, you could potentially add your industry or something that you're known for or your brand name. So for example, I think after mine, it says Giselle Marketing and Performance or Giselle Marketing and Motivation or something like that. So that if people want to search that, they might potentially get me suggested for that. And then, of course, last but not least, you want to have a profile picture that is of you, your face, no one else, and a smile. Unless, again, you are a business or a brand, in which case I would suggest rather than just going for a logo, go for something that actually represents you. You know, if you are a burrito company, have a burrito versus like your logo name, Uh, something that looks more user friendly. Because, again, just thinking about you know, even when I leave comments or if someone leaves a comment on your profile, you are going to be more inclined to reply to that or read it a couple of things. If there's a verified check mark, if there is a face that looks nice, if they took the time to leave a thoughtful comment. And so what a lot of brands are also going after right now is that commenting economy where if they're not making videos, then they are tweeting or they're commenting or they're clapping back in that comment area. And that has the potential to lead to a reply video where someone replies back to that in a video. And then again, your comment can go viral that way. Or people can like your comment and it can go viral that way. And so just some different ways to think about what your first impression actually looks like beyond just if you're creating content on a consistent basis and using video. So your profile is really important. And you know, beyond that, you could take a look at your your bio, which pretty straightforward there. You want it to be a preview of who you are, who you serve, and or what kind of content people can expect from you. And then as of right now, TikTok is playing nice with Instagram and YouTube. And so you can connect those channels if you have them available to you and your business. You mentioned verified. I just want to ask, is there like a complicated process or is that kind of impossible? What's the deal with that? It is kind of impossible if you are legitimately and truly a business. And if you have a registered business, and especially if that business has some sort of a registered trademark, it's easier. But the verification process is getting more complicated. Previously, and especially for some of my celebrity clients, I had a rep who I could reach out to and she would potentially forward me to somebody else who handles talent. It's just like Instagram, impossible, really. It's seemingly like Instagram. They definitely want you to have articles and publications. It for sure helps if those articles and publications have a TikTok affiliation attached to your work and what you've done. I feel very fortunate that the way that I got verification was because I was chosen to work on a few TikTok contracted projects. That's cool. Then 
I think gave me a little bit of a vouching situation to where they were like, no, she's good and she's valuable for the community. But it is, it's quite the road. I've heard though, that is, it is easier for businesses. Again, if you have a registered business and or a registered trademark to back up what it is that you do and have. Let's talk about the actual creation of the video. What do we need to know about actually showing up on camera? Tell us a little bit about that. I'm excited to hear from you. How do we create videos <laughs> that engage people, right? Absolutely. Well, I mentioned earlier, but it's worth saying again, that there are a handful of people that will say that on TikTok, it's your first three to five seconds that are the most important. And I would argue that that's not true. It is the first frame. It is that first second. So how can you hook people in? And so there are a few ways that you can do this. Number one, and always really, you know, the nice thing about TikTok is that the majority of people have their sound turned on. Whereas if you think about Facebook and Instagram, you know, 80 plus percent of users typically are consuming with the sound turned off. So at least with TikTok, you know that sound is turned on. But when you're thinking about hooks, like how can you do that and as quickly as possible? One trick that I do is whenever I am speaking, because I'm always speaking, I don't do songs or dances. It's always my voice, which I believe is a faster way to build trust with people. There are a lot of people who do the dances and do the trends. But when you really think about it, you might not even know what their name is or what their voice sounds like. And that might lead to more views because people are reading text and so they have to watch for longer. However, is it actually leading to quality followers and is it actually leading to building relationships? I would argue that in many cases, no. So when I start my video, I actually start when my mouth is already open. In some cases, when you can already hear the first syllable of what I'm about to say. So in that sense, there's no breath. There's no, hi, I'm Giselle. I'm getting right into whatever the hook is of my video. If I'm going to give you three steps on making a TikTok video, I'm not going to tell you a long story about a goat and then get into my TikTok video. I'm going to get right into what it is that I'm going to teach you. I'll also always have a text headline, which you can include in post-production. Personally, I love editing on the TikTok app. I don't use anything but TikTok to edit my videos. And so I'll have a headline that is usually within the middle to the upper thirds, if not the middle to the lower thirds. And what's nice is that the TikTok editor actually does give you a guide to avoid having text to get cut off with other captions or effects that are on the video when you're scrolling in the typical user experience. And so I'll have big, bold, all caps and or bright text that also gives a preview for what the video is about. I will also use captions, either ones that I type out myself or very recently TikTok incorporated automatic generated captions as soon as you're finished filming your video. All of those things combined help for me to be able to get attention as quickly as possible with my person. Real quick on the hook. Yep. Give me an example, just because if I only have a second, like, you know, you do so many of these, I'm sure you could come up with something on the fly, but like, help me understand what the heck that hook would be like. Cause some people are freaking out. Like, I don't know what to do in the first second. That seems so short. So how would you word something like that to, to grab someone to continue watching your TikTok video? Absolutely. Some sort of shock or anticipation. So it could be, for example, sometimes I've been nicknamed the CEO of the Wowos. Why? Because sometimes I will start my videos with whoa, 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 whoa. What did you think? Because it just creates a wait, what? What did I do wrong? Did I do something? Uh, okay. All right. I like that. It's like a pattern interrupt almost, right? 
thank you so much for saying that. It's the editing term for that would be a pattern interruption. Yep. So you are creating some sort of shock, anticipation, disruption between the last video they saw and potentially the next one. I love it. And then again, if a headline, for example, again, just think about either questions that people are actually asking or just that attention grabber of what someone would actually think, uh, where sometimes the headline, people read faster than they can hear. And so having a headline where maybe it's three mistakes I don't want you to make or three things you must know. Do you want to keep it vague, like three mistakes, or would you want to say three marketing mistakes to signal maybe it's more specific? I'm just curious. You can absolutely do that. The For You page recommendations are based upon words that you say, words that you use, and words that are in your caption. Mm. So if you're finding that your content is very specific to a certain audience, then it would be a benefit to be more specific and niche with your words so that that way it's not about getting as many people as possible, y'all. It's about getting as many of the right people as possible. In fact, here's something helpful, though a little bit of a tangent. When it comes to using hashtags on TikTok, you actually don't have to use them. There is universal content and there's niche content. Universal is the kind of stuff like food or puppies or relationships or fears where it can relate to pretty much everyone because everybody has a face, everybody has a heart. But I would be willing to bet that the most of your content is not universal. And so in that sense, it is especially important to not just throw spaghetti at the wall, but to make sure that you're getting in front of the right people. And so in that sense, you want to think about your hashtags, not based upon what's trending, but upon who you actually want to see your content. And you can base that off of audience. Maybe it's millennials, maybe it's moms of TikTok, maybe it's Gen X, your industry, maybe it's marketing, maybe it is fitness, maybe it is gynecology. (laughs) I have a gynecologist client, or maybe it is something that is actually actually trending and it's relevant to that. By you simply putting a hashtag to something that is trending when your content has nothing to do with it, that is just as effective as using no hashtags at all. Wait a second. I'm not sure I'm understanding. Do not use a hashtag or do use a hashtag. I I lost me on that last part of that sentence. So what I'm trying to say is if your content is legitimately universal, meaning it does not matter who your audience type is. So for example, puppies, food, love, right? Those are the types of things that anybody will see it and go, ah, or like, yum. Yep. But most content isn't that. So if your content's universal, hashtags won't necessarily matter. And you could get away with not using any hashtags and still have a viral video. There are plenty of people who put up videos that go viral without using any hashtags. However, we're being strategic about it. And so we don't want to just roll the dice, especially if we're managing a TikTok for a client. And especially if you do have a product or a service that is niche to a certain audience, a certain industry, or a certain interest. So when you're going to use hashtags, you can narrow down your hashtags according to those exact things, your audience, whether that is an age type, your location, location is huge. So if a city or a state or a county that matters or an industry, then that's where it would make sense. Did that make more? Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay. So getting back to the creating of the video itself, right? So we need some sort of hook ideally using our voice. And you said like, if you can edit out the breath, that's even better. Right. And like you said, you start with your mouth open. So obviously you're editing that part out. 
what else needs to go into the video and how long are these videos? Because if I'm not mistaken, I think they now work up to 60 seconds. Am I right or am I wrong on that? Actually, the latest is that they, they are now testing out up to three minutes. That's right. And that feels very non tiktok But what do you recommend <laughs> for the beginners? Should they keep it short? You know, what I challenge you to do, again, you don't have to do this, but especially if you're a beginner, I challenge you to stay to 30 seconds or less. Not because I think that there is a trick to the 30 seconds, but because I think that you are tricking yourself into thinking that you can't possibly get all of your information into less than a minute or less than three. So I want to challenge you to simply adopt the less is more principle or the keep it simple, stupid principle and just challenge yourself to telling stories in 30 seconds or less, getting your points across in 30 seconds or less, simply as an exercise so that you can get your point across as quickly as possible. When you get more comfortable, you can add more, but less is more. Better to leave someone wanting more or to argue a point versus there are so many people who get on TikTok or any video platform for that matter. They have 60 seconds and Maybe it's three tips about buying your first house. And they're like, but I have 27 tips. Can I get all 27? Pick three. What else can we do to like really connect, right? So I'm tracking 100%, but I'm sure there are things that we could do with our body language or I don't know, something to kind of make a connection, right? Because that's what we're trying to accomplish here. Are there certain little techniques that we should think about when we're doing this? Here is a little something. So one of the techniques that I use when making TikToks is jump cuts. And the best way that I can describe jump cuts is you are cutting out any periods, commas, breaths, unnecessary dead air that doesn't contribute to the intensity or the fluctuation of the story. And you can do this in your actual content capture process. It's harder to do in post-production with the exception of just simply narrowing in on some of those spaces. And so the way that you do it is you simply put your finger down on the record button and lift it as you are telling your story. So you go sentence by sentence. And in that sense, it is the camera shy person's best friend because you are able to go word for word, sentence by sentence, thought by thought versus trying to get everything done in a perfect take. When you're doing these different jump cuts, you can also potentially add motion to it. You can change your background. You can move while you're doing it. Maybe you're walking down the hallway. Maybe you're going up some stairs. Maybe you're opening some doors. You could change the camera angle too, right? Depending on how you're holding the phone, right? Exactly. And you're continuing that movement and that pattern interruption to keep attention. And to keep that connection, something that I suggest doing is when you're about to film a video, I want you to get crystal clear about who it is that you're talking to and what your intention is of this video. So for example, I have a real estate client and they are talking to their first time home buyer, right? If you're a marketer, this idea of the avatar is not new, but I want you to really think about an actual person. So for example, I was just with my realtor client, Robert, and we designed this avatar and his name was Mikey. And so when Robert is creating a TikTok video, what I have Robert do is I will actually have him say Mikey's name every single time he hits the record button. So for example, let's say that we are going to do three tips about buying your first home. This is how it would go. You hit the record button and he says, Mikey, I'm going to give you three tips for buying your first home. Takes his thumb off the record button, puts the record button down again. All right, Mikey, 
lesson number one. The first thing you want to do is, and then he says the point, record button off, record button back on. Mikey, the second point is, and then he repeats that process until he's done. In the post-production process, you can edit down every single area where he said Mikey and any other unnecessary space. But what it's tricking his mind into doing is grounding himself before each time he hits that record button, because let's be real, many of you, you hit the record button, your soul leaves your body, or you're just stuck staring at your reflection. (laughs) And instead, it puts his mind back into, okay, who am I talking to? What am I trying to do? Oh, yeah, I'm thinking of Mikey, and I want this home buying process to be as easy as possible so that other people like Mikey can connect to me, and they're going to want to call me. And so then the finished product, you would have no idea that he said Mikey's name. Any of that extra fluff, you can trim down. Extra breaths, you can trim down. And also in the post-production process on TikTok, if there is anything that you want to refilm because maybe that second point didn't hit home the way that you wanted to, you can do that, which is really, really helpful. And so that's simply one way that I recommend for anyone who is camera shy, but also using that pattern interruption and jump cut to your advantage while you're capturing and not just in the after process. Love it. What about the call to action, right? We're talking to marketers here, right? So we don't create videos without some intended action at the end of it, right? So how the heck do we get that in there? Absolutely. Well, what's really important is just to make sure that it's not a super salesy call to action because that can immediately rip across trust. Mm -hmm. And so there are a few ways that you can generate calls to action that maybe aren't as obvious. One of them, as I like to say, is by creating the soft landing. What does that mean, Giselle? It means that your key to success isn't necessarily that one viral video that takes off. It's actually what happens when people click on your profile to figure out what you're about. And so in that sense, you can put your call to action in that bio section And you can point people down to that link in bio. Maybe you have some resources that people can use or there's a product that people are asking you about or or you have a funnel that you want them to go down. How do you reference that in the video? How does that work? Do people just naturally check you out after they watch your video so you're not even actually doing anything in the video as far as referencing it? A little bit of both. So yes, in some senses, you're not saying anything at all. And you're simply acknowledging the fact that you want people to fall in love with you and learn more about you. And so what will happen is they'll go to your profile and they will then see, okay, I like to compare this to any reality show of dating. A lot of people, whether they want to admit it or not, watch The Bachelor. And you know that there are some people who come on The Bachelor who are legitimately looking for love. And then there are some that walk in and you're like, you're not here for the right reasons. You just want to be on Dancing with the Stars and make it to hometown (laughs) and grow your Instagram following. And so that's kind of true of TikTok. You know, there are people who just came on during COVID and wanted to see if they could go viral. With TikTok though, it is all about community. And so people will want to know, and this is the difference between having a video that gets a lot of views and actually growing your following in a real cult-like community is you want to create that soft landing for a few different reasons. Before you even establish a call to action And you'll see where the loop closes, (laughs) Mike, where before we even think about call to action, we want to make sure that we have all of the points of trust. 
So we already talked about having that picture that looks friendly and happy and smiling. We talked about that bio, how we can use that as being actionable, but also letting people to know what to expect. But we also want to make sure that we create the soft landing of having a profile full of videos that they can binge watch and instantly have more touch points and more ways to generate trust and potentially more authority and perhaps well-roundedness into what else that you offer or how you serve rather than just telling us what you do, but showing us that. When they have content that they can binge, it will do one of two things. One, they will trust your call to action and then go ahead and click whatever link is in your bio. Or two, they'll spend more time on your profile. And even if in that moment they don't decide to click or follow you, remember TikTok's algorithm is in large parse based on time. So the more time someone spends on your profile, even if they hate you, TikTok will go, oh, but I think you're confused because you spent a lot of time on their profile on Saturday. So we're going to keep recommending their content to you until you decide to take action with them. Okay. So just to clarify, this sounds very interesting. So I think what I'm hearing you say is there are some videos that we need to create that will attract an audience to us. They'll go to our profile and then there will be other videos on the profile that might not be as popular of a video, but might tell a little bit more about who we are and what we do. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Or am I wrong on that? Yes, 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 yes. Your profile is your portfolio. Can you pin certain ones to the top or whatever? Or is that not how it works? As of right now, they're beta testing playlists, but it's not available to everybody yet. Got it. And so what I recommend you do is that with each video, you choose a cover photo. That's not something that you upload. It's something that you can simply pick when you're about to upload your TikTok. Uh, and so you can add a title to each video and treat your profile like a playlist so that that way they're not just going to whichever video has the most views. They're going to whatever is relevant to their experience so that you can keep building that trust. But going back to that call to action piece, you can have a call to action, but we need to be really, really, I don't like the word sneaky because again, it's all about building trust. Yep. It's how do we make sure that it's not a cliffhanger? We're leaving them wanting more, but we're not tricking them. So for example, a great thing you could do is maybe you have a video that is the five types of content that you should be posting on Instagram or something. I know we're talking about TikTok, but just hang with me for a second. You do the video, you give them all five tips. Hey, if you liked those tips, I have 95 more. Head to the link in my bio to download my tips. Uh, this is what YouTube recommends too, by the way. Yes. This is how the algorithm works on YouTube. Well, on YouTube, recommend them to something that's a logical next step, right? And that's what you're really recommending here, right? Exactly. You can also use your caption as a space to do the same. I have a irrational theory based on zero facts whatsoever. So take this as you will. But I sometimes believe that whenever you hear or see the word link, that that could potentially be suppressed or flagged in some way. And uh, so go ahead and borrow this. I say wink in Wyo. Wink in what? What do you say? Wink in Wyo. Oh, okay. But if you put the words on the screen, would that hurt you too, you think? I mean, again, based off of nothing. Yeah. Look, I'm sure there's AIs looking at these things, right? Right, exactly. Okay. And so when you think about even the word free, yeah. in my opinion, I feel like that can sometimes flag people, uh. either their head or the AI. And so I like to use the phrase wink in wild. Yeah. But what's also smart about that or even playing with the words is that people know what it means. But a lot of times you'll have people asking questions in the comments going, 
did you mean to say wink and wyo? Or is there a reason why you said wink and wyo? And again, when people leave comments, that's more time on your video. More that's time cool. on your video means more time for suggestion, means more views. So comments is time. Time is money on TikTok. I want to get clarification on the thumbnail. Earlier, you said something about the thumbnail. Did you yes. say you can only add that at the point where you upload the video? Or did you say it was a frame from the video? Help me understand what the options are on the thumbnail. You got it. You cannot, as of right now, upload your own thumbnail to the video. It is simply a frame that you choose when you're about to upload. So you should be careful about how you create the video so you can think about the frame that you want to use as your thumbnail, right? Definitely. Any tips on what maybe we should think about that ought to be included in the, in the video so that we can create the thumbnail, like to make an ideal thumbnail? Yeah, I'm so glad that you asked. So Previously, and I've actually reverted back to this just because of a personal preference. So previously, TikTok would not give you a title to put on. They would give you a cover card. So as you mentioned, you could slide to the thumbnail that you like. Now, TikTok has a handful of little title cards that you can add in post-production to put whatever title you want. And there's red and blue and yellow and white and all these different colors. And from if you choose one of those, you just want to make sure that it's not covering your face mm. and you really want to treat it like a title inside of a playlist. Don't treat it like a teaser of sorts from somebody who already knows you. Treat it like if you were at Blockbuster. I can't believe I just said Blockbuster. <laughs> you were yep. At a library or looking at a menu and you were trying to figure out what you wanted to order, like be as straightforward as you can with this title. So you can create it and it can be whatever you want. I recommend doing all caps and choosing a bright color. Can you change the thumbnail from the video later from another or are you stuck with it forever? Do you understand You're what I mean? stuck with it forever. You you oh, can't wow. change your caption. You can't change your thumbnail. So if there is a typo in it, you live with it. But honestly, if there's a typo in it, I think it's better because the grammar police come and then they spend a ton of time on your profile and all the good things. I'm sure that might change down the road. Who knows, right? You it know? could. It could potentially change down the road. The other thing that you could do is I mentioned how at the very beginning of your video, you can use the text that you include in post-production to create a bold, colorful headline. Mm -hmm. So my personal preference is I typically like to use those as my title card. So I will slide to the frame inside of the video that has the headline at the beginning because it typically shows my true expression. And it's just one more thing that I don't have to worry about covering up. And so what I do suggest though, is that you're mindful of, I would say the top fifth and the bottom fifth of your video that can sometimes get covered up or cut out. And so just make sure that it's within that middle frame. And again, not covering your face, whether it's up or down, it doesn't matter. Use caps so that it's as easy to read as possible. And ideally use a bold font or a bright color that's easy to read because that thumbnail is, you know, it looks like your full phone when you're looking at it, but when it's on your actual profile, it's like a, you know, the size of your thumbnail, like actually your thumbnail, like <laughs> really, truly your thumbnail. So, um, you want to be mindful of, of that. Awesome. Giselle, this has been amazing. If people want to follow you on TikTok, first of all, where do they find you on TikTok? And secondly, if they want to discover more about you, do you have a special place you want to send them? Absolutely. I am Giselle.Ugardi on TikTok. I'm actually in the process of updating and upgrading my course, 
yet again. Anybody who is inside of the course, they get lifetime access to it. And so you always have access to the updates, to the upgrades. And we actually even added an Instagram Reels module to it. It's normally $299, but for your listeners, I'm offering it for only $99. All you have to do is go to tiktokwithgiselle.com. Use the promo code SME for that discount and you will be able to get started as soon as you check out. And if you're interested in learning more about me or working with me, then please slide into, usually it's my Instagram DMs that are the most open and I would be happy to connect with you further. And uh, your Instagram account is what? Giselle Ugardi? It is just Giselle Ugardi. (laughs) Spell it for me. (laughs) U-G-A-R-T-E. So yes. just in case anybody listening doesn't know how to spell Ugardi. Yes. Giselle's a hard one too. Yeah. So that's G-I-S-E-L-L-E-U-G-A-R-T-E. Giselle, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all your amazing wisdom with us. I know that so many people now have been demystified with TikTok and I can't wait to see what happens. Thank you again. I'm so excited and so grateful and, and happy to have met you finally. Hey, if you missed anything, we took all the notes for you over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 476. If you're new to the show, be sure to follow us. If you've been a long time listener, let your friends know about this show. I'm at Stelzner on Instagram. This brings us to the end of another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. See you next time. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.